Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of Was It Good? Today we are tackling Zack Snyder's four-hour cut of Justice League. We promise this will not be a four-hour podcast. Maybe. I'm Ravi. I'm with my bros Christian Arjuna and our other brother from a totally different family who's not related by blood, Mr. Michael, in the producer's chair. Let's get into it. We should probably start with, was this better than the original Justice League? I don't think there's a real question there, so let's just kind of move on. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I ad-libbed that last part. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. That was, that was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Josh Whedon's version was superior. <laughs> I would say to you, get the fuck away from us, but you're not here, so... Uh, I'm just hang, kidding. I'm hang up. just kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. That version was dog shit. In compa- I, I, right off the bat, I think the, the, the two biggest differences... <laughs> yes. Time, four hours... <laughs> Oh, and yeah. then uh, the color palette, the the contrast of colors, right off the bat. There's, I don't know if you guys. There's a few more though. So, sorry. So there's a few. The tone is different. Well, I'm just I saying like the two like one. most obvious big differences. Like shot was pretty obvious. Well, that that I think Slow times point. into that goes into like the overall <laughs> the t- time sure. of of the the title. The, title the was different. Uh, Josh Whedon's version was not called Zack Schneider's just or Snyder's Justice League. It was just called Justice League. <laughs> so visually, a big difference right there. Sacramento has changed you, Juno. Yeah, it's what made you. you uh, <laughs> it made, it's made it's you made pull out the dumber things easier. Yeah. Or it's, well, made you a troll. it's an obvious tell. thing. I'm just saying. Oh man, obvious. So as we always You're do welcome. on this podcast, we we bring up, we kind of recap a movie or a TV show in one word. We call it our one word impression. Yeah, and. Usually we we say with these one word impressions is usually typically about the actual movie, but we have in the past opened it up to the actual movie experience. Um, you know whether you're watching in a theater or at home, et cetera, et cetera, who you're watching with, and that type of stuff. Um, so with, with that being said, you know I, for the, for you to try and you know it doesn't have to be just about the movie; it can be about your experience as well. So does anyone want to volunteer to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Oh. Or actually, like Christian. Let's yeah. do it in the age of birth. Birth. All right, Michael. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He's younger than everyone here. All right, uh, Christian, go ahead. What's uh, your one word? We actually have a baby producing this. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Uh, my one word is <laughs> really. <laughs> my, <laughs> my one word, really simple, uh, surprising. I thought your one word was gonna be simple. <laughs> simple. Well, because you're like my one word. You m- 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 real simple. Oh, <laughs> so I thought yeah, you were like nice. simple. Uh, yeah, real, no. Uh, my one word is surprising. I really was not expecting to like it as much as I did, because that's, in my opinion, the the original Justice League was so bad that I didn't think any amount of new stuff or editing tricks or color palette or musical choices. I didn't think any of that could save that movie. I thought that's how bad it was. And uh, I was surprised at how wrong I was. Uh, it, it w- not only was it saved, um, in my opinion, it became the best, uh, in my opinion, DC, uh, DCU, DCEU. What is it? DCEU. DCEU. DCEU movie, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed it that much. Um, the true. So, yeah, surprising is, is my one word. Yeah. Very mm. nice. Surprising. Um, mm. June, do you have yours? Or do you want to go in order? You could, you could go next. It's fine. My one word impression. Please tell me it's surprising. It's going to be <laughs> troll. Oh, interesting. And I use this word. I use this word because when the movie first came out, I kind of trolled you all where I made the joke of like, I really enjoyed it. Even though when we first went to go see it, I almost walked out of the theater and Christian had to stop me. Um, (laughs) And I kind of continued making a joke about, oh, Justice League is kind of a better movie than like things like Suicide Squad. And, And I was all over the place with how I kind of looked at the DCEU. And then shortly after that, Fans were like, release the Zack Snyder cut. I'm sure there's a Zack Snyder cut. And I thought, oh, Snyder and the fans and everyone's trolling. And then that became true. And then right up until we saw this movie, I thought this was the biggest troll job in human history. This will go down in the, the troll museum, if, if there is one. Maybe that in itself <laughs> the is The Troll Hunters Museum. They, that doesn't make sense. But 
I thought the whole thing was going to be a troll. I thought it was going to be four hours of these like epic long, you know, um, glory shots, if you will, just over the top for no real reason. And granted, there were definitely a couple, but overall, overall, it added to the experience, the pulling you into this universe to make you really kind of feel like you're you're watching this epic thing. And you know, you know, Snyder is a very bizarre human being, I think. Um, and he, he has made fascinating films, uh, 300 Watchmen, the Watchmen director's cut, which again, I believe is a better film than the original theatrical. But for whatever reason, I thought going into this was going to be a big troll thing. And coming out of it, I feel like as I'm saying all this, you two think I'm trolling to a degree, but I want to, I want to read, I'm not trolling. Like generally enjoyed the whole experience. Sure. I just felt that, yeah. What they were all doing was going to be the troll. <laughs> so. No, I, I know you enjoyed it because um, after uh, we, we we watched it with uh, with our producer Michael, and after Michael left, Ravi was the one who's like, "We got to finish this. We yeah. we have to." Fin- I know you're not trolling. Like I know you enjoyed it. And then what? A couple hours later or ten hours later, we watched it again. Yep, live. So. Live. Yeah. Right, Ravi. If there's one thing I've known in my entire life, it is that everything you say is a troll. So that statement right there is, I can't believe you, you are trolling. <laughs> That's beautiful then. <laughs> is it trolling or is it lying? Yes. Tro- what's the, what's is, the difference between trolling and lying? Trolling is not necessarily lying. The only, the trolling is just saying something to get a rise out of someone. So saying something contrarian, usually, for the only reason is to piss people off, I believe. I don't, that's not an official Definition, but it's. I mean, close. that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely makes sense. Yeah. All right, Juno, what would you say your one word impression is? My one word, I, I there's a lot of ways you could go with this, <laughs> this, this thing because it's a four hour movie. But I'm going to go with Whedon. And Whedon. the reason I go with Whedon is because this movie proves to me that Josh Whedon is horrible in what? every Arjuna, single way. No. Arjuna, it's, it's Joss, <laughs> not Josh. Joss Whedon. Uh, Joss. G- J- I know, I, I, J- Joss Sweden. You said, it sounded like you said Josh Whedon. <laughs> yeah. No, I said not, Joss Sweden. Yeah, it does sound like, because you're overemphasizing, overemphasizing the S's. Joss. So it does sound like Josh a little yes. bit. Joshy Josh. 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 You know what? He doesn't even deserve my respect to say correctly. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, or am I? Firefly was great. <laughs> but anyway, Whedon is my one word because... He, it's interesting, right? This this movie came out back in 2017, and I feel like by and large, when Whedon came onto the movie, people were like, "Oh, this might actually save the movie." You know, he was obviously, um, you know, coming off of uh, the Avengers and Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, Zack Schneider, you know, had had the disappointing Batman v Superman under his belt, and a lot of people were not enamored with his vision of the DCEU up until this point and a lot of people felt like justice league was in trouble um and then obviously a lot of stuff happened we didn't came on and people were like okay maybe this can become something that is entertaining uh it was not obviously and it feels like uh, even since since that time you know we has really just gone downhill in his personal life and even his you know i don't even know what he's really done directorially um since since kind of doing the reshoots of of the Justice League, so it's uh, it just reminded me of how bad that movie. Like it, it like clearly through this four four hour version, we're gonna get into it. There's a lot of really great stuff, and he really took it and made it bad. Like so really bad. I, I guess uh, b- the caveat though, Arjuna, well, I guess the you know plays to play devil's advocate. That wouldn't be all his fault, right? He had to come in, take a totally different director's vision. And then there's no way anyone's going to tell me that the second director on a project is going to have as much power as the first one, right? Sure. That second director is going to be dictated to by the studio to put something out. It's not their vision. They, they weren't even involved in the beginning process. So, you know, uh, Whedon's a great word because, uh, let's be honest, I mean, that's the name that was attached. That's what we got. That's the easy person to blame. But I, I would I would argue W. WB is is more to blame than Josh. Well, yeah, Whedon. It's their, it was their decision, obviously, to bring in Josh Whedon, and then, and, but, but then also, you know, 
yeah, but use all- that you, you you know and kind of dictate to him this yeah. movie needs to be shorter, this movie needs to be more lighthearted. Yeah, uh, you need to remove X, Y, and Z elements from it. So exactly. certainly that's right. But uh, I just like ragging on on Whedon. <laughs> that's because, fair. That's fair. Uh, here, so continue playing the devil's advocate part. It's Whedon. Um, <laughs> the the question I've always I've been wondering since watching this now twice is. Are you still able to get like a lot of it was on, left on the edit ba- on the cutting floor, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of content there, right? That's why this yeah. thing ended up being a four-hour behemoth. Could yep. good word. The question I have is like, if Zack Snyder was still left in charge of the whole project and was able to complete it from start to finish, you know, the studio was never going to let him release. Yeah, that's back true. then. Back then, now to current present different i feel like theaters and everything is different but back then they were not going to let him release a movie two and a half plus hours right studios get hesitant at two and a half a two, two hours and 20 minute long movies yeah. so the question is were they going to let him do that and let's say they didn't could you still have compressed what we saw in that four hours into a two hour 22 hour 30 minute movie and still gotten the same kind of beauty so. and 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 what you, what we got out of that four hours well, I think, I think there's a few elements here at play, right? Especially with this type of movie. Um, I think if it was the, you know, let's say it was the exact same four-hour cut that would have come out in 2017 that we saw in 2021, I think it would have had to have been two parts, right? It would have had to have been a Justice League part one, a Justice League part two. Don't know if it's as enjoyable if it's kind of split up into that, um, if they're not released kind of back-to-back or close to it. Um but you know, and we'll we'll get into this into the into this whole this whole dialogue. But you know, I, I don't know how enjoyable this movie is if there isn't the first version and four years of waiting and the low expectations. I think we all started here at the beginning of this podcast being like, I expected nothing from this movie. <laughs> that the same was not the same. That was not the same mentality four years ago when this movie was coming out. There was expectations, even though they had been diminished a little bit from Batman v Superman, from Suicide Squad, from some of the misses they had in 2016, there was still some hope and some expectations that came along with this. You know, I I don't think this movie necessarily had the highest expectations going in. So I think that changes the the perspective as well. And I think also getting a a shitty first movie (laughs) to compare it to makes it better, right? It's kind of like the, the comparison part. Now, yeah. if this movie comes out by itself, do I think it's as well-received? I don't know. I, I guess it's an impossible question to kind of ask. I think, it's a bit, I think you're right. It's a very, very impossible thing to figure out. because yeah. there's I would the, like to say yes, but there's the right. There's the time difference in terms of how long the two movies are. But yeah. I also think there's also just the directors attached, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything that we went through with Josh Whedon, Joss Whedon, and then all Joss. the backlash, well, not backlash, but all the thing, terrible things that he has done as a director, human being, etc., and the issues that came up during filming of the first Justice League, I think also lend, um, lend into kind of us looking at this in a different light as opposed to here's just a movie, right? Um, There's also, like, stuff that's established after this too, right? Like, how much does there being two Wonder Woman movies and an Aquaman movie and stuff true. that came out after this with characters also kind of dictate how we feel about these movies and like Ben Affleck's performance and like what he's been up to afterwards too. Like all of that stuff, I think also influences how we look at this movie. It's impossible to just take a movie and look at it within a capsule, right? And and not have anything else influence how you view something. There's expectations that go in, there's outside influences. And this is a movie that just had such a storied history of multiple years that I think it definitely influenced how you view it. So uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of like a perfect recipe. Like Mm. everything had to, you know, it's kind of like the, the Thanos, you know, the Dr. Strange, like there's 8 million possibilities. And like, this is the one, like so many things had to happen, I think, to get to this point and have this type of movie for it to be received the way it was. And that's the one possibility we kind of hit. You uh, and uh, uh, we got a comment, a great comment here from Granite Armadillo. Um, also, I kind of wonder how much releasing this movie when it got released during the pandemic helped. Mm-hmm. That's another. Yeah. That's another very. Well, also valid HBO, element. HBO, and like Warner Brothers strategy. You know, granted, Christopher Nolan hates it. And I think he's the only human being on the planet that hates it, which is fine. You know, releasing the movie at the same day as, as theater release as the HBO Max digital platform. Mm. 
I mean, here the other big thing too is, you know, if if Warner Brothers came out and was like, or said we're releasing Zack Snyder's Justice League in theaters only, there's no way in hell I would have gone to see it first, first week, first second week, whatever. Right. You're like there were, just because of the disappointment of the first one. So by releasing on this digital platform, you got a lot more eyes on it very very quickly, 100%. and you yeah. got a lot of you know positive press because it was a really really good film. But again. It being a good film, but the fact that there was also all this extra amplification, I think also kind of helped, you know, make make this a thing that everyone's looked at and it's like, wow, this is legit, like a really, really good and amazing thing. Real real quick question. When did they officially start working on the Snyder Cut? Was it a year ago? Was it two years ago? Uh, I want to say it was somewhere it. in between the pandemic because um, yep. oh, Ezra, it okay. he, took it on, it's, he took it on his laptop when he left. But you mean when he shot when, the extra when, stuff? When, it like was during the pandemic. Was last year. When the studio, yeah. when WP or HBO, whoever it was like, we're doing, we're doing this. Yeah. It's the pandemic. So it's a pandemic movie. It was part of, I mean, if you look at HBO Max's like launch and strat, like HBO Max launches and yeah. then it's maybe a month or two afterwards. Then there's this, by the way, we're doing the Zack Snyder cut and it's going to be on this digital platform. Mm, okay. Here's the other thing. I don't believe, like I believe for like a true belief, if HBO Max was not a thing, Right, plus the pandemic and the caution and everything that we've taken with a reopening of theaters. I don't know if Zack Snyder's cut would have actually happened, right? Because it was they saw an avenue where it's like we could put it on this thing and use it as a big marketing tool uh, to kind of get it. Wait, so again to like Arjuna's comment about Thanos and Doctor Strange, the even like there's so many things that went right for this. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really did, and like it's kind of unprecedented. You've never seen this type of like blockbuster movie get a second life four years later um, after all the shit that kind of went down and the, the failures it had and, in the theater and everything. And so it is, it, it is rehab- and potentially rehabilitate an entire franchise. Potentially. Or at least, yeah, or at least maybe. breathe some life into it. Right. Yeah. That's what the movie has done. You know, before this, you know, the DCU is a shit show. I mean, I'm, I'm going to see the train wreck <laughs> of each movie that's coming out and be like, this is awful. This movie, uh, and we'll get into the specifics of how it's done that, has totally breathed new life into it. It's set up, uh, I think, a few really interesting possibilities. Um, so th- you're, you're right. It's literally never happened before. And I don't want to be pessimistic in saying that it will never happen again. Well, here, real quick. really hard. Real quick. So so we have to look at this, right? There are a bunch of executives and studio folks and, you know, people that are looking at this revitalized Justice League and potentially breathing new light into this kind of franchise where we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Do you think there are individuals at HBO sitting down going, huh, what if we... uh, do the director's cut of uh, Game of Thrones season eight? I can no see. I can see it being like let's it, you know let's redo it, not like yeah. a director's cut, but like if there was new creators or like let's say George R. R. Martin in the next five years <laughs> finished off the books, right? You know what? You and know what HBO should do. The ending was different, and they they were able to get the cast to come back and and do like six more episodes that did like a, a different ending. Yeah, I could see it happening. How about this? But I, 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 but, but, but um, I, I, I think for that to happen, it would have to be a very well received book ending. Like George R. R. Martin, first of all, has to potentially like finish the books, which is so always a different ending. The actors of Game of Thrones have to—they can't be super famous at that point and busy to like not be able to do this. They have to be somewhat free, so um, their careers Arjuna, kind of have most to of them- fail. Most of them you know are free I mean? right like now. They, they all have to like kind of have these failures, and they're like, "Okay, I'm willing to go back, get a big payday, go back to this because that was success for me." So you need that, and then you need some creators that are not the uh, you know the the TV creators Zach of Snyder. the show to do it. Someone who would be like, "I'm willing to take this on." Have and Zach do Snyder it. do it. Have, I think that Zach makes. I think that makes the most sense, honestly. <laughs> I would buy into it 100. percent I think that would be amazing. I think part of what helps is that Zach had most of it done already. Yeah. Like yeah no, definitely. He would have to reshoot I, so much of the I bring last this, season. I bring this up as more of a joke. Like, I don't think this yeah. will ever. And I also, I don't yeah. think this will ever happen. I hope, I hope this never happens. 
Like, I mean, Game of Thrones will be remade one day, and it will be within our lifetime. Like, I don't, a, I don't, I don't know about a, that. I guarantee that. Like, I, I, I'm almost Ooh. like willing to. We have put, a put money down. On How it, much you know? like, money? Oh, we have like, someone taking the bet. How much money, Arjuna? Yeah, I, I'll I put, take it. I put, I'm like, taking it. I'll put twenty dollars. I'll there. Yeah, match you twenty bucks. There you right. go. I, there you Game go. of Thrones will be remade in our lifetime. Yep. So, yeah. If one of us dies before it gets remade, uh, somebody write this down. This is at the bucks. twenty minute mark. So oh, there we go. Twenty. We minutes. can clip that and put that on the internet so it's immortalized forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. So the only way for so if it gets remade, Arjuna wins. The only way for Michael to win is if someone dies. <laughs> All I have to do what is kill Arjuna before it gets made. Twenty dollars. I ain't mad. At, never mind. Anyway, so as we always do, Arjuna likes to, while watching a movie, imagine a world where DVD chapter listings mean something, and uh, he did that for this four-hour behemoth. Now, uh, Christian usually reads these, but I want to kind of take this on. Oh, okay. Because it's very quick. Now, as you all I'm rem- give you a voice, as you all remember, there were, I believe, six chapters. Including the epilogue? It was seven total. Yeah, yeah. so seven they, total, including the epilogue. Six were numbered, and then there was an epilogue. So yeah. each one of these chapters I read, you know, all X amount of them will be kind of a... You'll, you'll understand where we're at in the movie. So here we go. Chapter one. So this is obviously the start of the movie. Can't. Chapter two. Do. Chapter three. Chapters. Chapter four. It's. Chapter five. Four. Chapter six. Fucking. Epilogue hours. Arjuna, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am shocked that you didn't do a hundred pages of uh, of chapter. I think he did. You for this, I think he did. And he's just he just doesn't want to share it. Arjuna, this was this is this this was your Mona Lisa. This was your this was your like your Mona Lisa. This this was your chance to create the most incredible chapter listing of your life. It was impossible. That's for fair. a four hour movie. We would have been here for the whole pod. <laughs> we would have been here for four hours. <laughs> And we would have been happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I like to keep these things tight. Uh, so that's our June's chapter listing. Very, very interesting. I think it hits the nail on the head. Uh, I there's I, a lot to talk. You, what did you guys think? Oh, real quick, sorry. What did you think of the the way it was cut up, like the chapter intervals? Right, like that's something that loved it. Was obviously very different. You know, a big difference from the original movie. Yeah. Well, I think I, it, I, like I it. think it goes back to the idea of you know, you know, one of our talking points here is a uh, TV versus theater, right? This was released both in theaters and also um, streaming on the HBO Max platform by doing it as a chapter format. Because remember, before this came out, maybe a month, two months before the release date, there was discussion circulating that it was going to be four mini. Um, hour-long like episodes, episodes, yeah. episodes uh, or whatever, boo. which, yeah. you know, I, as you, as we all, as I discussed last week in the Attack on Titan episode for the mid-season of season four, I fucking hate waiting. So I'm very happy that um, somebody in the universe listened to me on this one. That's how I'm going to take it. Um, but by doing the chapters, it was an, an easy way if you're at home watching it to kind of have a natural stopping point of like, I saw all of this or I felt all of this emotion. I can easily take a, uh, a piss break. I can go get my, my nachos. Uh, I can figure out my sushi or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, or I need to go outside and, and smell you? the smell the sushi air. Sushi nachos. Nachos and sushi. You, you just you couldn't be more L.A. right now. There are There's a thing called like uh, sushi nachos. Yeah, I just said it. They, uh, they use like what? wonton chips and then like fish and then like various uh, sauces and things cheese on top. Cheese and beans? No cheese or beans. <laughs> but they are like, yeah, sushi nachos. It's a thing. Delicious. Okay. Well, that also sounds very. Elegant. I had them in Alani. That that's where I had them. Oh, that's Hawaii. Yeah, in Hawaii. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that there you sense. go. Yeah, that was a huge side thing. Yeah, but I, I like I like the fact that there were their chapters though. I think that was good. Yeah, I did. I did too. And like you said, it, it helped break up the four hours, and it never felt long because of that. The four hours like flew by. Honestly, it was like we we watched that in one sitting, and it didn't feel like work, which I think a lot of other four-hour things would have trouble with. <coughs> Bollywood movies? Bollywood, Bollywood is, uh, uh, is the perfect example. Uh, old Bollywood. 
the ones that were like three hours long. Back Has anyone watched a Bollywood? To, uh, how, how would you compare this to Endgame? Right, Endgame is a three-hour movie. Oh, that's a good question. Um, and you know, a lot of people. I remember before the movie came out, there was a lot of chatter about like, oh, is this going to be like too long of a movie theater experience? Obviously, there were very few complaints. You know, that yeah. movie, people liked that movie. But I, I'm curious, like, did it? You know, when you kind of compare those feels of the movies, did one feel longer than the other? I mean, one obviously is longer than the other. But did you feel that? Yeah, I would still say Justice League feels longer. I mean, the extra hour definitely, you know, and also like the slow mo shots and stuff, where Endgame doesn't <laughs> yeah. have too much of that. But that, but that works though for that movie. The movie is t- is tackling subject matter where that's dealing with, you know, like godhood. Right and heroes, what it means to be a hero and saving the world, and I, I know Endgame is doing that as well, but it just, it feel it still feels different. Endgame is like, you know, a more like this like time heist movie, and this movie is very much like uh, we're bringing back a god to save ourselves from sure destruction. Right, yeah. so it's, it's a little different. They're very different. I mean, I don't think there's much more than to say than what you said already, which is like, yeah, one's a do this, do that, done, cool. Yeah. The other one is there are there's a lot of discussion in terms of what they're doing. And yeah, does exactly. it make sense? Yeah, good versus evil. I mean, there's a little bit of that there, but because I think of the glory shots, in Justice League, it's really drives home that super. Yeah, yeah, big time. Which I, I think is what Snyder or that is what Snyder wanted to do, right? Yeah. As opposed to and that's what sets it apart. I yeah. think from uh, it's maybe its counterpart, Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you take Endgame and Civil, not Civil War, Infinity, Infinity War. War Together, together, what they could have done if they would have just mashed them together. That's like a five and that's a half a, hour that's movie? That's a five and a half hour movie. That would be interesting. I almost want to do it. I think it wouldn't work as well because, you know, the average shot time in a Marvel film is yeah, significantly less. I think you would end up just you'd feeling... You'd, yeah, you'd be overwhelmed with so much visuals in your face because every, what is it, like 20, 25 minutes fight scene... Yeah. Like you know, big ass fight scene, something happens, a yeah. little bit of dialogue. Yeah. It would and your brain you throw up. Yeah, your brain I, I don't know if there's been any studies on this, but I'd be curious. So like is your brain working harder when the shots are quicker to try and process what's happening? Because that, that I thought that was the strength of the uh, Justice League. It was like these nice long shots in the action. For the most part. There were a couple where they went opposite, which worked really nicely, like with Wonder Woman. Um but for the most part, there was there was like night. You could you could see what was happening in the action. Like you didn't have your brain didn't your eyes didn't have to work so hard to figure out what was happening. Yeah. Um. You know, I wonder if that that leads to like less fatigue and that helped survive a four hour movie like this. You know, you're you're absolutely right. Like putting Infinity War and Endgame together and trying to do that back to back sounds, but not impossible. as they are. Not as yeah. But like if they had. The concept of oh we could make this four hours. What do you think that would have? I don't know. Mm. Would have been interesting. I don't think they can. Marvel just doesn't work that way. Marvel films are a fast paced. We have to like go and do something and get out very very quick. The humor. I'm gonna take a line. I'll take speed, a line from. Uh, is it Scorsese said this or Spielberg? Which is like, Mar- You know, superhero movies aren't art. They're not. Th- they're not cinema. Scorsese. Yeah, they're That's just. They're just. I think. I don't think he said this, but. I, feel like I read it somewhere. It's like superhero films are basically like porn. Yeah. Where it's just a shit ton of glory shots. Like you're going in there. You're getting it really, really quick. You you feel something and you move on. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Interesting. Yeah, I also, I also feel like the story they told in Infinity War and Endgame, if you made it one sitting, the, that midpoint of the five-year time jump or, you know, which is at the very, you know, very near the top of Endgame, right? Like, which is, which is kind of the division of it. I know, obviously, they... It's Captain Marvel, and then they do that and whatnot. But you know, it feels like that's you know kind of the division point. And I don't know if that works as a solo movie. You d- you certainly have to rework the story. I feel like I think it'd have to be a big change. The five year thing doesn't would make it difficult. Yeah. No, so if we if we look at kind of some interesting things, some fun things, let's talk about like our favorite things. Oh, okay. From from this kind of because oh, I I feel so like. Many. I feel like this will kind of bring up the 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 big some of the big differences, um, and then we can move into our least favorite part. Um, so I'll run real quick first for my favorite, and if you two actually are my siblings, you should know what it is without me saying it. Yeah, it's easy. Go ahead. It's the flashpoint at the end, 
or the 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 flashpoint kind of stuff. That is one of my like top five, but it's not my most favorite thing of this movie. Hmm, interesting, Junior. Uh, do you have any guesses what my favorite part is? I'm going to say that your favorite part is the CGI. The CGI, as always, was dog shit. It was. I, I mean, thought, it I wasn't it was pretty good. It was. It was something. I mean, it was it was okay. I mean, it wasn't the best CGI I've ever seen in a superhero film at all. Yeah. Um, but I'll say this: my favorite part is probably by far um, the appearance and interaction and stuff that we saw with Darkseid. Oh, Darkseid to me is a much more scary, scary individual than a Thanos. Thanos, don't get me wrong, he is kind of insane, but like Darkseid is like true insane. Um insane kind of goal is a little bit more uh i would say evil because he's searching for the anti-life equation which would allow him to reprogram people to do whatever he says yeah as opposed to thanos which is you know we can't like fi- order we can't figure out resource issues so uh <laughs> yeah just get out just people. get get like well it's not even killing you just remove them yeah which is, is removing killing death. is it it's a form of death i don't know you no longer exist. that's a different pod we're not gonna yeah that's a very that. i'm surprised i'm actually surprised question. you went dark side Really? Yeah, I am too. I love Dark yeah, Side. He's such a nice. Uh, no, I, I certainly I know he's one of your favorites in DC, but I like he's probably one of the weaker parts of the the whole mo- the movie as a whole. Honestly, like Stephen Wolf is much more interesting and no, definitely he's definitely he's definitely is interesting. Like but like, I'm always that, gonna I'm always gonna be I, foreseeing Dark Side because we've never seen we've never just, seen like I a true real like live action version wasn't, of it. I thought you'd be more disappointed he wasn't utilized more, right? Because I think when we first heard it, it's like four hours, they're like, oh, it's just going to be a whole bunch more of Darkseid, and maybe they'll actually fight him. And that obviously doesn't happen in this movie. It, it's teased as what is to come. Um, so I actually thought you might you might be disappointed by that. At first, when I kind of realized that we weren't going to get, like, an hour of just Darkseid, it was a little <laughs> bit. But then by the end of it, you know, looking to ahead – you know, it sets it up yeah. where there is a possibility. Like, we knew that Darkseid, after the first shitty version of Justice League came out, we knew that Darkseid was a part of this. I kind of like that we still don't have what that looks like. We don't know what it is. Sometimes sometimes the greatest power is in the threat of something, Correct. right? And yeah. not seeing it. So I thought Darkseid worked pretty well because it was a looming, incoming thing. I, I like that Steppenwolf was dealing with his second-in-command for most of the movie. Darkseid doesn't... It's the, the name of Darkseid, the fear it evokes. I thought that made it so uh, uh, effective. Yeah. Right? Um, just to piggyback off of that, my favorite part was Steppenwolf. Uh, and the reason that was Steppenwolf was, first of all, I thought his CGI was fantastic. They put more emotion into... They put as much emotion into his face as like they put into like some of those Pixar movies. Right? Yeah, I, we always praise like Pixar movies and those animated movies because they, they jam-pack a bunch of emotion into those animated features mm-hmm. and that's the same sort of emotion I was able to see in Dark Side. I mean Steppenwolf. And it was like there were like subtle moments too, like where he's like disappointed or he's really hurt that, you know, Dark Side still doesn't, you know, love him. Or he was headless. <laughs> yeah, headless was great. <laughs> also the way his armor kind of shimmered. Yeah, that was you know, cool. that was really cool. The thing that I like the most about Steppenwolf is that they gave him and it's and it's hard to do, or at least it hasn't been done very well in most superhero movies. They gave him a good backstory and believable motivation, which you, which every every movie needs that. Your antagonist needs to have reasons to do what they do, yeah. In order for your protagonist to overcome that, they gave him great motivation. Everyone understands the pain or the idea that you disappoint someone and you're trying to get back into their good graces, and you will do just about anything, and you're still fucking up. Yeah, and he's just like, God damn it, I still can't get all three of these boxes or whatever. So real quick, in Josh Whedon's version. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, what was his, like, he's... I don't remember. Did he want to unify all three boxes, or... I think it was... Yeah. It's okay. the same, the same I, idea. I, I, I think they just stri- they strip away a lot of the dark side stuff. It's right. just, it, instead of him doing it for somebody else, it's him, like... Just being a bad guy. Doing it for himself, I, I guess. Like, it's not really clear because it's only two hours, right? So everything's really rushed. There might be, like, one sentence that alludes to, like, a dark side or another power. But you just kind of know that he's uniting the mother boxes. Um, and he just looks stupid. Like, he, like <laughs> in terms of just... I just know, remember you know, seeing you this blue about, thing. like, the emotion yeah. on his eyes and his face and stuff. Like, the... The Whedon version like stripped all of that away and just made him 
look kind of dumb. Yeah, he was. He was. He might have been the worst part. Of he was a CGI the Whedon one. He, like that's really what he was. Yeah, it, and, and it was just a, a guy who wanted to, to, you know, unite the boxes to cause chaos, right? I mean, yeah, I don't think we got much more than that in the original. I could be wrong. I haven't rewatched it. They also redid the bugs, right? The, the, the soldiers. Okay. They redid yes, them. They, they looked. Definitely they different. definitely looked more what I would have. Uh, what I've seen in like comics, like they they felt closer yeah. to that. Yeah. You guys they are also aware got who rid of um, the uh, like they smell the fear, right? Because that was the whole premise yeah. of in the Whedon version how Stephen Wolf like dies. He he fears the Justice League and they smell his fear and they carry him off. That's how like that was a Whedon invention. That's like stupid. this whole like the fear thing. Oh man, it's almost as good as the fa- the the family that uh, the Russian says. family that <laughs> yeah. Flash says. That was all over. I can't believe, I can't so believe Zack Snyder got rid of it. I'm kidding. Uh, did you all? You all are aware who Stefan Wolf is to Darkseid, right? In terms of family yeah, tree. Uncle. That was so interesting. I didn't realize this until you pointed it out. That yeah. is his uncle. Yeah. That he's, <laughs> is he older than Darkseid then? I don't know. They're also, gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, is it Stefan Wolf's older sibling who had Darkseid? Because then they could be the same age, right? Yeah, potentially. Poten- Either way, all I'm saying is Darkseid... I want to see that family tree. Darkseid is truly evil when you know that he can just disrespect his family like that. <laughs> his uncle. Yeah, that's pure dang like, nasty evil. I pretty much backhands his uncle, let's yeah. be honest. This whole movie. Yeah, I mean, he, he grabs his... <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's so messed up. Uh, so, who did... Who, that was Arjuna's favorite? So, uh, Chris, no, that was, my that was favorite. your favorite. Uh, Juno, what's your favorite part? I think my favorite part has Thank to be you. probably like Cyborg and Flash, oh, I would definitely. say. I would say the characterization of those characters, they actually got some time to shine um, in this movie. And, and, it, you know, I think I think uh, uh, Schneider had really talked about how Cyborg was like the heart and the emotion of this movie. And you obviously don't see you didn't see that in the 2017 version. And I think it really shone through in this one. And um it was great. Like I, I, I thought, you know, Cyborg to me was always a Teen Titan. I grew up with like the O three Teen Titans, and so I remember when way back they announced like Cyborg as part of the Justice League. I was like, this doesn't seem right. Like he's a Teen Titan. He's not a Justice League member. But well, actually, really in comic book number, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you're right. And there well, are actually. comic versions with him in it. Um, so, but like for me, having grown up with that animated show, it didn't seem like a good fit, and. The Whedon version, it wasn't right. Like that, his arc was um, obviously truncated and changed. And I thought what they did with like with the stuff with his dad and and really going more into like the mother box and like going into his accident and all that type of stuff was really like some of the most powerful stuff in the movie. That really like that really grabbed my attention, um, and I thought really helped carry the movie all the way through. Yeah, it's it, it sort of that. So you're you're absolutely right. That was like some of my favorite stuff as well. It did, that uh, situation did for the protagonist what they did, what Steppenwolf did for the antagonists, right? Giving them mm-hmm. believable motivation and yep. like a nice personal, something that yeah. every single person can relate to, a through line, you know, uh, with these these epic heroes. And I feel like that's yeah. missing a lot of the time with with uh, superhero movies is that we, sometimes we don't get the personal connection that might make them stronger and, and that was Definitely a strength uh, for this one. So, obviously, we've talked about our favorite parts. Does anyone have, like, a part that just annoyed the hell out of them that kind of ruined the experience? Or are we going to say this is a perfect comic book movie? Oh, wow. <laughs> Certainly not perfect. Like, there's, I, I think, you know, there's still certain flaws in the it movie. It is a comic book movie, uh, though. Remember that. So maybe it, it is, is no, a it is, and it's definitely book. a be- it's, it's one of the better comic book and certainly the, one of the more memorable comic book movies out there. For sure. But, yeah, it's not, it's not perfect. I mean, we label this, like, our personal least favorite parts. And, I, you know, for me, and he's just never done it for me, it's the Ben Affleck Batman. Like, it. To, to me, it, he just he still doesn't. It's just not believable for me. There are just some. There are just some really poorly written lines in there. And I'm rich. You know, it just <laughs> he just. That's actually one of the funnier ones. That's one of the better lines. Yeah, but, that's a Marvel but, line, and I hate it. Yeah, but yeah. there's no. But apparently, it was a Schneider. Is a Zack Schneider line because he he said specifically. Every single he did not use any of the Whedon lines in there. So like everything that was in this movie in this cut. Was, was the Snyder line? Was his? Was his? Was his? Son. So then he hung out. So. He watched. He watched Avengers too many times. I don't know. I'm trying to save him here. <laughs> but he yeah, there, like, there was one part. There was a part. 
I think there was a part in like it was either I think it was chapter two where um, where Bruce is talking to Alfred and they're talking about like the the promise that he made Superman and whatever and those lines are just they're just so they're bad like those lines are bad and it, it's very much like the, the the traditional comic booky like I have to do it to save the world Alfred and I was just like ah yeah. that, and there was another there was another part where he's like we can track it i have to get back to my lair and i was like are they gonna do the little like cheesy 60s animation where the batman logo comes up is like like that yeah. i would you know, prefer there's, there's, there's just some things yeah it didn't help there, us that he looked different during different parts of the movie yeah, too yeah, like, yeah you know like reshoots the original and then i don't know what we got yeah. in there but like he, it didn't help that he didn't look consistent you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do tend to agree of of the actual Justice League members. Um, he he definitely felt probably the weakest, um, uh, which actually says a lot about how the Snyder Cup maybe revamped Superman because in the original I was like Superman sucks, right? But this one, kind of like with Dark Side, Superman and Dark Side are sort of like. Uh, you know, opposites in this movie. It's the threat, the, not the threat, or the threat or the promise, right? So Superman is like this promise that we get for two-thirds of the movie. Right. I love, like, the part when they're in the ship and you have the uh, the Man of Steel. Like, I think my favorite, like, parts tonally are when they're walking through the ship and you just hear the 30-second the Man of Steel theme, mm-hmm. right? Like, near the beginning. I got, I got chills when I hear that, that song. But it, it just helps reinforce up what the promise of Superman, what he brings, what he means to these people. Um, so, yeah, I, I do agree. I, I, I wish, you know, Batman, they could have done something similar with, with Batman. Um, but, you know, it seems like Batman's role in this movie was to bring everyone together. I'm not going to say it's to shine. And he's a dark yeah. man. He's not supposed to be at the forefront anyway, right? So in that, if you look at it from that lens, I think Ben Affleck was fine. It's it's interesting yeah. too, like how they portray this Batman, and I mean, like one of the big differences, obviously, is this film does not focus around Batman and Wonder Woman solely. Like I think they do a really good job of you know splitting it up amongst the entire Justice League. Yeah, obviously, we see a lot more of Barry Allen meeting up with Iris, or well, saving Iris, like his struggles. Yeah, that was awesome. His issues with his dad, obviously, everything with Cyborg, um, Aquaman, in terms of everything that's going on. Like we get the kind of pre-Aquaman movie in terms of what's happening with his half-brother. William Dafoe shows up. Yeah. You know, Wonder Woman, obviously we also get to see what's happening with her Amazon sisters, her mother, in terms of missing there. And then, yeah, Batman's like, he's putting it together, but, you know, we don't get a lot of that, you know, I'm doing it for mom and dad, or... He's doing it, he's trying to right a wrong. Right. I mean, that's the, that was pretty clear. He's trying to right a wrong. I just, uh, at least emotionally, I didn't connect with that as much as I did with the others, and that's probably a combination of you know, you know, all of that stuff—the writing, the acting, whatever. Um, I, I understood why he was doing it, but I didn't have the same emotional connection. Um, so, in terms of, so you're saying your least favorite part then is just a recap? Oh well, Juno's least favorite part was Batman. I I probably would agree. Uh, it's funny if you say that because actually no my least favorite part was when Aquaman uh, we won't even talk about the shirt debacle because um, (laughs) he keeps losing his shirt and then he keeps appearing with it it's like why not just not wear it all the time or just keep it on because it gets cold the the ocean is colder than the air can you prove that yes are you sure the earth is round Yes, yes, I am sure. I don't believe. Don't make me question. I myself. don't believe the Earth is the uh, ocean is cooler than the uh, the the surface of the planet. The part that I really <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way was those three girls singing when he jumped in. Yeah, that was, that was weird as to me. Fuck. I was just like, that was the only part that took me out where yeah. I was like, I understood why they were doing it because they were, you know, treat him like a god. The fact is, though, he doesn't act like a god. He's, you know, he tries to do everything. He tries to do everything where you know. To, to, to get rid of that title and that mantle and to see that the people, you know, don't worship him, him that wish. Yeah. You know, they don't treat him like a regular guy. You know, it's just like, they're, you know, I got weird vibes from that whole thing. Like, oh, he's, you know, like he has a reputation potentially on this, on land. He's a slut. <laughs> yeah, he's a slut. Uh, but, I, you know, I could be reading too much into uh, that. I would say then. Why, why, why weren't there any men singing? 
<laughs> I would say my least favorite part, you know, and kind of tune with a little bit with what you're saying about Batman, um, you know, Arjuna said and what you have said. Yeah. And you both will probably rip my head off for saying this, but my least favorite part was the end dream sequence. I did not I actually agree with you. I, I don't. Agree. I don't like that sequence for the the re, like the first time we see this weird dystopian um, Mad Max esque yeah. environment is Batman versus Superman, and it's in a dream sequence. Like Bruce Wayne is clearly dreaming this. This sequence kind of feels like, or the way it was presented, it feels like it was just kind of a hard cut. We're there. This is what's happening. Yeah. Enjoy it. Have a ton of questions. And here's the finger because we don't know if we're if, doing it. We don't know if we're doing it. We don't know anything. So, I mean, it's, it's most likely never coming, right? They're, yeah, they're, exactly. Like, really? Yeah. It's, 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 you, wait, wait, it's wait. not a lot. It's likely not going to be those answers. Um, and, and especially not in the in the way that it's presented, right? Like, we, we know a lot of these people, like, are not under contract. You know, there's there's not a huge chance that they'll do some of this stuff again. Like, I know Manchinello has talked about multiple times how it's like he almost had a, you know, he almost had a Slade Wilson movie and then, like, it didn't happen. There's supposed to be the antagonist in the Batman movie and that fell through. And he's just like, it's like too much and there's so much going on. We know Ben Affleck's situation of like how he really doesn't want to do much more of this stuff again, maybe. So it, it was random. And I think sometimes, like, Schneider has these just like visions in his head and he's like, we're just going to go with it and we're going to do with it and we'll, we'll explain it away later and we'll, we'll try some of that stuff. And what if it's, it's kind of a similar thing with like the Aquaman stuff. Like clearly there's a big disconnect with, with him and the director of Aquaman in terms of like the vision of those, (laughs) you know, the character and everything about those movies. Like literally every detail is completely contradicted between the two. Um, So that is true. Well, one of the things I thought, Seeing it, like I didn't like it for for those reasons. Thanks for stealing my thunder, Thunder Arjuna. Appreciate you. Welcome. Uh, one of the things I was thinking with all with those sequences was Marvel is known for the weird after credit scenes. Like that's a staple of them. I was wondering is was Snyder's like brainchild to create a movie within a movie that's not really kind of explained as necessary dream sequences. You don't really get what it all is until maybe the full movie comes out if it ever comes out, right? And that was supposed to be the start of all this. Again, going back to what Arjuna said was, you know, if it doesn't ever happen, then it's just obviously wasted film, essentially. Well, it just means literally nothing. You don't, but you didn't feel, even if it doesn't come out, right? It, you, as a fan of DC, and uh, specifically the DCAU, yes. you, you didn't find any sort of... Uh, not nostalgia, that's not the right word, but like any sort of connection there. There's like intrigue. Kind of fun, fun nods. Yeah, there's, there's fun, there's nods and things like that, of course. You right? did, did you appreciate them or did you, were you just annoyed? I was annoyed because we just don't know what's coming. We don't know. Just always do. into the we future. literally know nothing. You're like Luke Skywalker. Your eyes are always on the horizon. You never appreciate wait, wait, the wait. hearing. I, I, I heard a voice in my head that just said, I do. Snyder has told us what he was going to do. That, uh, also, real quick, Mr. Right? Michael, you sound like one of those like true believers. Are you where the Snyder stands? <laughs> I this movie made me a bit of a Snyder stand. Oh, I've boy. watched a lot of documentaries on this movie, and I've there are documentaries. The, yeah, I've oh, compared shit. the two in immensely. But anyway, Snyder <laughs> did talk about it. The reason he did the scene, if anybody wants to know, I can tell you. Yeah, bring yeah, it, yeah, bring yeah. it down. He bring said, down. "When bring else will in. I have a chance to do Batman and the Joker? I don't get to do this again. I'm gonna." Do my one shot to shoot. Oh, a Batman scene and Joker. Between Batman and Joker. Fair that's enough. all I wanted to do. Fair enough. I guess if I mean that's cool, but again, be, that's, that's like stop, stop teasing me, you teaser. To be honest, uh, if we're gonna harp on the Ben Affleck thing, I think credits do. I thought his interaction with the Joker was the best Ben Affleck stuff we've seen <laughs> in terms of Batman. I was more. But this is what I thought when he was like, "Fuck you." I was like, "That's Ben Affleck talking to Jared Leto." Because that's, that's what I would tell Jared Leto. Like, Ben Affleck was so annoyed with Jared Leto, he didn't have to act that. That's why I believed it. <laughs> so, re- let's, let's talk I, I about guess, that. Guess. Let's talk about that. So, Jared Leto, everyone's favorite uh, rock star. Let's say that. 30 really? seconds to Mars. I'm kidding. We I'm saw kidding. him live. It was awful. Sorry. It was the worst part of that concert. Oh, man. Um, what do we think about his performance as this weird... We've seen his Joker performance... In um, Su- uh, Suicide, Suicide. Suicide Squad. Yeah. And now we see this kind of weird dystopian Joker where clearly, real quick, 
Clearly, Jared Leto saw the Joaquin Phoenix Joker film. <laughs> very fucking clear. What do we think about like his actual kind of like performance? Was it like way too over the top? Or was it like I'm very uncomfortable? I will, with? I will say it was better than Suicide Squad. Okay, um, it was definitely better. Uh, I was still, I was still taken out a little bit by it, uh, and I don't know if that's if that's because of who's. You know, I, I don't I I feel like Jared Lowe is in an impossible situation because we've had two clearly better jokers than him. Right. Mm. Uh, I, in my opinion, it's not close. And so all he can just do, do like eight, like every other version of the Joker, <laughs> a better version of Jared Leto. The one that's the animated version, you can go to other oh, live actions true. like Jack yeah. Nicholson. Like those are all better. Never. I haven't seen I, at least so I don't remember those. Ones. I'm only going off of the two recent ones uh, live action. Because I think yeah. that's the fair ones to compare him to, um, because it's it's the modern it's the modern uh, adaptation of the Joker, right? And that's how I sure. look at this trilogy of Jokers. And uh, all he can do is do the best that he can. Like he's got to take his own personality, meld it with the Joker, and then put that out, right? I still don't buy it. I still cannot get behind it. You know, I think he did as good of a job as we're gonna see. I don't think it's gonna get better than that. Do we know if this scene was shot before or after the film he did with... That's a great question. Um, <laughs> Denzel oh. Washington. Oh, uh, yeah, that one. Because yeah. I got... When I saw this, <laughs> I got I vibes know. of that weird character as opposed to, like, joke. Like, it was weird. It, like, whatever Joker he did for Suicide Squad, that Joker to me is wildly different than this one, which makes sense because it's a dystopian world. Also, Obviously, you're going through shit. Also, a different timeline? So yeah, a different timeline of that. Yeah. But, yeah, it was something. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think I will say, it. I agree, but he he had the your producer's favorite line of the whole movie. Oh, let's hear it. Why send a boy wonder to do a man's job? I mean, that was that was dark. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh wow, they they went with that that oh, version. Boy. And the day before, I just watched uh, Under the Red. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, because there was. I was. I'm shocked that you didn't like that scene then. I mean, well, I just kind of wish yeah. I, I personally kind of wish that yeah. the, the scene had just been the two of them, and mm. not like with all those other characters as well. Cyborg, Deathstroke, That's a good point. the Water Lady, Mira, the water. yeah, and Flash, Lady in the Water. <laughs> yes, those all would have played into the Justice League two and three. Uh, so Superman's right, arc, sure. he said. I, I'll go yeah. in detail after this podcast. So speaking Ooh. of you know if. Of things to happen, right? Let's 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 just play a quick fun game here. Bold predictions, right? And these can be these don't have to be specific. So, like, this is what the premise of Justice League Two is going to be. Yeah. This can also be batshit crazy in terms of what are the inner workings of the Warner Brothers Studios right now in terms of discussions. Would you say though what we saw, like his treatment of what the second and third movies would be, is kind of batshit insane? It's 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 really like what he planned for the next two movies, which are like peak. It sounds like. DCAU. I feel like that's the direction that it would be going. We're like super personal stuff, betrayals, like weird stuff, like crazy deaths. Um, to be honest, I that's what I would want. I I, I want that DCAU. Oh stuff? yeah, yeah. yeah just go all the way into that um, because this is what the movie is setting up. So here's 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 what I would like to see. Is, well, real quick, just so oh, yeah. for people listening, so DCAU follows oh, the. Good call. Early 2000s storyline of the Flashpoint Paradox, where Barry Allen runs back in time fast enough to save his mom. Because of that, it causes a speed ripple, and then all these weird things happen, like um, Bruce Wayne doesn't become Batman. Thomas Wayne becomes Batman because the bullet moves and kills hits, Bruce. Ki- kills Bruce. Yeah. You know, um, Martha becomes the Joker. Like, all this crazy shit. Yeah. But the, at the end of the day, it's just it creates a darker world, essentially, yeah, right? insane. Um, Josh... Not Josh. Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League kind of sets that up where we see Barry Allen doing like a mini um, flashpoint where he runs far back enough or quick or short enough back in time to stop, um, you know, Darkseid's puppet or nephew or uncle from uniting the uh, the the unity the mother box, mother box and all that yeah. fun stuff. Uh, so that seems like what the what they're aiming for. It also allows for the multiverse stuff, which yeah. Hollywood seems to be really, really has a massive hard on for right now. Yeah. I I know, I know, uh, I know, I think 
some of us here are really pessimistic that um, we're not going to get those movies. But I, my counter to, would, to that would be why not, though? This, this movie was so well-received. The DCEU isn't established enough where they can't go Take in a risks. different direction. They haven't yeah. made enough movies, and they haven't been well-received enough where they can't do that. They've also established that they're willing to lean into different versions of every single character, right? I mean, we, uh, like, good Lord. Like, you know, I just had a really fucked up thought. Oh, let's hear it. And it's going to get a little political, so bear with me. Oh, God. So you, know how, clip this. So you know how there are individuals <laughs> that believe certain things went a certain way around November regarding an election, and they're, like, true believers? Yeah. And they're, like, they will die on that hill? Yeah. Do you think... There are like similar individuals that believe that everything that's happening in the DCEU is like better than the MCU and makes logical sense and is a piece of art and is perfection. Like in, in the ways that we look at other certain types of cinema and franchises. Those people probably definitely exist, but yeah. I can't imagine that would be a, a loud enough minority to make any noise. I, want I to haven't f- seen it. I want to it. find them. <laughs> you want to find them? Yes. I'm sure. Yeah, you you'll, you you can. They're isolated. They're like isolated like uh, cells. Yeah. that you have to unite. <laughs> uh, only you can bring order to that voice and movement. The uh, the, the Warner Brothers franchise stands. stands. Yeah, there's literally the dozens of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Dozens. There's thirty nine. <laughs> That's a good number. So three dozen and a three. Yeah, exactly. Arjun, do you have a bold prediction in terms of where everything could end up, if it ends up anywhere? So I believe Warner Brothers called this, they used their uh, Elseworlds line when they described this um, Justice League movie. Like it, you know, speaking of the multiverse and whatnot, like, oh, this is, you know, Part there are some continuity lines, but this is more of like a a one-off type of thing. And they've repeatedly said like there are no more plans <laughs> to make anything more within the Schneiderverse. Obviously, there's been the Restore the Schneiderverse movement, um, as Michael, <laughs> Mr. Michael, our producer, alluded to. You know, um, Zach has talked pretty extensively in recent interviews about like what would have come in his proposed Justice League two and three. He infamously called this, uh, you know, the Justice League the third part of his five-part trilogy. Uh, which is just a hilarious statement by itself because everyone knows the trilogy is three and he <laughs> called it five parts. Um, is it going to be like I, a quintet? Or, uh, yeah, never mind. Sorry. Uh, well, I, I think I think because he, he includes Man of Steel and Batman v Superman in that like quote unquote trilogy, but he's like qu- calling like Justice League the trilogy, but like those are the setup movies. To the tr- I don't know. Uh, I don't know how his brain works. Okay. He's an interesting individual. Sure. Uh, but my, I guess my prediction is like, I do, I do think like his visions for Justice League two and three will be told in some format. And like, wh- whether that is all the way to like full blown movies one day, or, you know, more likely like a comic book adaptation or like an animated thing. I do think those, I, I do think there's enough momentum for for those to be shared in some way, shape, or form, and I, I don't think this is like necessarily the end. Um, and I bet Warner Brothers turns to him again. Honestly, like I, I don't think it's they like you could never make a DC movie for us again. Like I think clearly there's a lot of excitement around him. He, he's still obviously a polarizing like guy for I feel like a lot of fans. You know, people people like him. Some people don't like his style, but he's. Just still been able to get, I think, the most out of like a connected DC live action universe than some of some other filmmakers have. So uh, I don't, you know, I, I think he's said multiple times he has no plans to return to the, to, the, to DC. Um, but I, I do think his time within the universe is not done. Nice. I definitely agree with all of that. And I think to add, I think Ooh. he said, I, you know, he left it kind of open ended for one reason, ego. He doesn't want to just come out and say, yes, 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 take me, take me, take me. He's got to play a coy, and he's got to be cool, For sure. Um, which I think is great because you don't want a big studio to screw you over. And then the other thing. I said they've already screwed him over. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The other thing is the fan base, right? Yeah. The fan base, the ones that were like behind the Snyder hashtag Zack Schneider cut, they got their cut. Yep. They did. Right? You fucking did it. Warner Brothers is kind of in a way on the side of the fans. Where the fans have actually shaped the movies that they go and see. Yeah. And if, if Warner Brothers is smart, they'll listen. Listen. Continue listening to the fans because they are doing like 
your job for you, right? Like they're <laughs> literally telling you what they want to see. Doing the market research. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> you don't even need to. Just listen. Look at the hashtags. Yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah. Like listen evil to this Superman. Podcast. Do it. <laughs> this is what you need to do, right? So Comic Con is doing uh, Comic Con online. They're also going to be doing a Comic Con in person. This is the San Diego Comic Con, the big one. They're also doing an in person right. thing uh, towards the end of the year when hopefully more people vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. Have a bunch of fucking people in press hall or in, in hall H, the big hall, have Zack Schneider and make it a big fucking Q&A. What the fuck do you want to see? What storyline should we investigate? And just have a bunch of, like, just take some notes. It'll be great. I oh, can't man. see anything bad happening here. Yeah, it sounds like a flawless plan and um, not... Like not a like not a way at all to start riots and chaos at a convention. I would a convention love to see that. Diehard nerds. Yes. Nothing wrong can happen. Nothing possibly could go wrong. A- in a convention hall where they sell beer at these things. They don't anymore. What? No. They what? Did they sell Arjun <laughs> no. the last Comic Con? <laughs> the last Comic Con <laughs> we went to, did they have they didn't have beer? No, they did. We I remember drinking beer before You've never on Palpatine's throne. Been to Comic Con. You went to Star Wars Celebration. Two yeah. different conventions. No, I have definitely been to a Comic Con. Yeah, but not San Diego Comic Con. Oh, different. Yeah, San Diego Comic Con is different. Yeah. Um, you know, no. I can't remember know the only one I've been to. I worked <laughs> all of it, so okay. I can't. I, I, can't I don't really think remember they sell if booze. There was, was. I think alcohol. they do. You just never found it, which is shocking. Um. Yeah, I would know. Oh, There's yeah. only so much you can like when you're walking around these conventions and you're all packed in like I know, sardines. That's why you need beer. Exactly, and you're like God. chill. Uh, but yeah, my, my bold prediction, I guess, is similar to what Arjun is saying that I think Zach is not done. But I also believe that we're going to see, hopefully, and that's why it's a bold prediction, is we're going to see Warner Brothers kind of listening more to the fan base um, as opposed to just kind of having a president of a studio say that the fan base is a bunch of children and then the director backs up the president and then, like, years later, we're still arguing about that franchise. Wait, uh, <laughs> this is a specific incident that went over my head. Episode 8, Star Wars. Uh, nice. It always comes back to that. Unbelievable. I, I say we've Shut done 144 episodes, and all 144 have come back to that. Oh, yes. God. It's, it's a connected universe. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what's interesting? I'm pretty sure our first podcast episode of this show came out just what, like... Oh, no, never mind. What? Episode one, episode eight was 2017. Yes, right. It was 2017. Oh yeah. So our first episode for this was January of 2018. Yeah, it was, we just uh, missed right. it. Whoops. I know it was Star Trek. Yeah, it was Star just Trek Discovery. Yeah. yeah, great show. No it parts wasn't. of it. Season one better than Picard. You th- you said it was bad. Anyway, guys, Work we're at that out. point in the podcast where we asked that question. Wait, what was Christian's bold prediction? Uh, that there. Well, it's not a bold prediction. It's just what I want, and I think it will. No, it is that they're going that they're going to give the reins to Snyder to do the the two other movies that he wants to do. I think the I think the response has been overwhelmingly positive, and I think if he does it, there will be huge blockbusters that will give uh, box office numbers like uh, Endgame and Infinity War a run for their money. I think that would you go see them? Yes. Yeah, of course. I, if this movie comes out in theaters, IMAX, I'm going to see it. Like, I, like this movie was, yeah, yeah. Me, me, and our so, producer Michael, and maybe you guys. So, do you want to hear something about California that they announced today on this beautiful Friday? Uh, please, if it's good. Starting April 15th, they are allowing 20% capacity for indoor uh, concert halls, dining. Coincidentally, all that fun crap. Coincidentally, when they that's the day they open up the vaccines to everyone. Yeah. Coincidentally. Weird. Or not coincidentally. It's like it's a connected government. Yeah, it's like they talk to each other. Maybe. <laughs> Whoa. But yeah, I would love to see it. I'm, I would see those movies. I would want to see this when it comes out in IMAX. I almost so, uh, I almost bought a ticket to go see uh, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong in theaters. Ooh, yeah. And then I saw the price and I was like, it's <laughs> not worth it. How much was the price? Uh, to go and see like a 1 p.m. early showing on a Saturday in IMAX at our local AMC theater it's about seventeen dollars. Is is that is that normal? It's a it's a good price ish. Yeah, wasn't it like twenty five before? But at the same time, I was looking at like I no, I'm just gonna see it stay at home and see this. I can just know, watch this. My yeah, subscription. Yeah, exactly. Fair. So stop me there. Anyway, Krishna, you can. Uh, oh, or actually, Arjuna, you can kick us off. All right. Um, Thank you, Arjuna. Ravi. <laughs> 
<laughs> was Zack Schneider good? <laughs> Zack Schneider is good. Is great. He He's makes a- he makes more hits than misses. I would say yes. Yeah, and he doesn't come out and say really <laughs> stupid things. <laughs> All right, it's fifty fifty. Well, maybe Watchmen. In terms of his movies, Watchmen's great. I like three. I like three hundred. Three hundred started like a whole style. I feel yeah, that people have copied. So I'm gonna say that was good. Uh, Justice League was great. Yep. No, this one, not the original. Man of Steel was great. Man of Steel was good. Yeah. Um, it was good. Steel, Batman v Superman. And it was good if only for the music. Uh, no, he I want the it. Zack Schneider director's cut of Batman vs Superman. Sucker, no, you don't. Sucker Punch was really bad. Oh, I never saw. Really I didn't bother watching because yeah. it wasn't into that. Uh, but yes, I'm gonna no. say for Zack Schneider Justice League, it was good. Nice, big surprise. Nice. I'm shocked. Krishner was um, League Justice Schneider Zack good. <laughs> no, because I've never seen that movie. That's where you watched the movie <laughs> backwards. I have, seen, I have seen Zack Snyder. Oh, Tenet version of a four-hour Snyder cut? That sounds like chaos. Holy shit. Would you watch a four-hour version of Tenet? God, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our producer would. No, yeah, but no, he wouldn't because it's perfect as is. Um, uh, anyway, no, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is great. Um, best DCEU movie I've ever seen. I think, I think it's, it, it, it might. I have to think about it and probably see it maybe one more time. But I think it might be a top five superhero movie all time. Um, that's where wow. I'm leaning right now. Wow, wow, that's yeah. that's, that's a lot. It that's is a lot, a lot. right? There. I know, but it, that's what I'm saying. I've got to I've got to break down. I've got to think about all the superhero movies and see if that's true. It's definitely top mm-hmm. ten. I I don't think it, it's hands down top ten. Top five maybe. I have to think about it. Uh, Arjuna uh, was Zack Snyder's bold, Justice bold, League. Bold statements here. Uh, was Zack Snyder's Justice? I saw it twice as well. By the way, I mean it still hold sure. up the second time. Was Zack Snyder's Justice League good? It was good. Uh, I think I think the best the best credit I could give to it was it was a good time. It was a very enjoyable movie. I had a lot of fun with it, uh, which is something which is a rarity in the DCEU. All <laughs> almost all of those movies are so hard to watch and they're painful and you have no fun. I had fun for this movie and uh, and for that it it did something that I thought was impossible with these uh, this. These Warner Brothers DCEU um, movies to, to like legitimately have fun in it. It, it made me hopeful, and, and I'm I'm excited to like you know one day put that on again and, and watch it. And, and so yes, it was it was a good time, as they say. And with that, we're gonna close this extra long podcast out with a couple of notes. Oh shit! I've written a on song? my phone. Here we go. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Was It Good on Instagram at Was It Good BTM on Twitch Twitch.tv slash Was It Good. We live stream these podcasts every Monday and Friday right here on Twitch.tv slash Was It Good. We do have a YouTube channel which I can't give you the name of because well, just go and subscribe and then I could do that. We also have a website Was It Good info. We have a newsletter coming shortly. Our next podcast is going to be this Monday on Godzilla vs Kong and a little bit of The Winter Soldier and. Falcon. Wait, got that backwards. It's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, it's the Zemo. Wow! <laughs> Way to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, this episode, real quick, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> it was definitely the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Baron Zemo. <laughs> I mean, that's just what this episode was. Like, anyway, it's, thank it's you. A now. And we'll catch you on Monday. <laughs>